Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our March 14th, 2017 episode, Paranormal Investigations with Ectovision Paranormal. Welcome to another episode of Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Um, you'll have to pardon the fact that uh, Vanessa is not with us at the moment. Um, she's having a little bit of problems with her Skype, so I uh, have her on uh, text right now. And um, we'll, we'll see if we can get her on here in a little bit. Um, so, But she, it is her birthday, so we do hope to get her on here and uh, wish her a happy birthday. Uh, want to say hello to everybody in the uh, chat right now. Our chat shenanigator, uh, Shauna, is out there already. Um, and actually, um, for the uh, Ectovision guys that we have on tonight, Sean and Eric, and I'll introduce them here in just a minute. Um, Robin Francini wants to uh, say hi to uh, her two favorite dudes from Ectovision. So, uh, welcome, Robin. Welcome to uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole. And if you are new to the show, I want to thank you for uh, coming out tonight. And uh, please go ahead and uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. Um, want to throw out there real quick. Um, as I somehow try to work on getting Vanessa in here and, of course, talking to our guests. Um, we have, uh, let's see, where is it? I think I'm, I think I put in this one. Yeah, Ghosty. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Ghosty yet, this is our uh, new Haunted Road Media mascot. Uh, go ahead, check out uh, details by him on hauntedroadmedia.com. But, uh, yeah, he is our, our new mascot. And... Um, I do have one right here, so go check them out. Shauna can give you some of those details. I know she will. And also, a little new feature, uh, you guys are actually on the show tonight, too. Boom, there you go. There is the actual chat. So uh, <laughs> all the shout-outs and everything you could possibly want are going to be right there. You are now officially a part of the show, but you always have been anyways. So, all right, so... Need to introduce our uh, guest for the evening, and that is uh, Eric and Sean from Ectovision Paranormal. They're actually uh, here in Ohio, so um, you know, I'm kind of happy to uh, have somebody uh, local joining us on the show the evening. So, uh, good evening, guys. How's it going? Hi, Mike. How's it going? Doing pretty well. Going real well. How are you doing, Mike? Doing, doing well. Um, can you tell our uh, our guests, our viewers, uh, a little bit about uh, Ectovision Paranormal? Um, you know, well, I guess we already said you're in Ohio, but uh, a little bit about you know what you do, how long you've been doing it, um, you know, kind of your your focus on the paranormal. And I'll see what I can do about Vanessa. Sure. Ectovision uh, Paranormal. We're a group of uh, paranormal investigators that uh, investigate homes and. Uh, we try to document any kind of activity that may be present for our clients. Uh, we also produce uh, investigations of some popular locations, and we put them up on YouTube. We love sharing our findings. Yeah, um, and I guess we should throw out there real quick that uh, you guys do have your own YouTube channel, which is Ectovision Paranormal, and um, you got a lot of different videos out there, so um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about uh, what we have out there? Wow, well, we actually have quite a few. We have investigated most recently um, 
RCI, the Randolph County Infirmary. Uh, we have also done the Lincoln County Jail. And we've done some local um, places, a place called the Stagecoach Inn that is kind of local to us. And um, we've actually also done Ohio State Reformatory. That was actually my first one that I was in. So um, that's just to name a couple. We've got a lot of really good ones. Another one will be Coal Supply. I had an awesome experience there. So. Uh, oh, yeah? Well, yeah. tell us about it, if, you, oh, if you're allowed to. <laughs> Well, uh, everyone was kind of went on a break and decided to go and wander around myself and see if I can experience anything. I don't even think I had my recorder with me. I was just kind of walking around, and uh, the camera guy decided to come with me. He was in a, We were in the back room, and he went down into this lower area separate from where I was at. I was walking down this aisleway where there were some random things on shelving. And as I was walking, there was a loud crash, pop sound. Something was thrown at me. I have no clue what it was. I couldn't find it. I looked for it while we were there. And, and we actually captured it on our static camera. And it was just a really, really neat experience. Yeah, I think it was a very lucky catch. And uh, earlier on in the evening, I had something thrown at me too. But we just didn't capture that on camera. The Willoughby Coal Supply is, is very active, very awesome location. Uh, I think a lot of people would be very fortunate to get out there if they can investigate it for sure. Definitely. Yeah, Willoughby, that's uh, that's up there by the lake, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what I thought, east side. Um, hang on just a second. Um, the, what, what we're going to try to do with, uh, with Vanessa here... Um, she is out in Virginia right now with uh, Gwen Clapper from uh, BPI. We've had Gwen on before. And I guess they've tried three different accounts to try to get Vanessa on. So we are going to actually um, call her in. <laughs> so we'll see if how well this will work. Um, I'm just going to have her on my cell phone. So sure, whatever works. Right. And it's ringing. <laughs> That's a little unconventional tonight. Sorry about that. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, thank everybody for calling. I guess the question is, can everybody hear Vanessa? Can you? Hello, I can hear Vanessa. You can hear Vanessa? Okay. Again. Oh, thank goodness you can hear me. Sorry about this, guys, but, uh, yeah, we are having Skype issues from everybody involved here in Virginia. We've got three separate towns that just cannot get on. Virginia's allergic to Skype, apparently. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm thinking so. I'm, just, I'm thinking so. Oh, my goodness, so. Um, I can't see y'all, but hello, Exovision Paranormal. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> So, and uh, they say in chat that they can hear you as well. So it's great. <laughs> okay. So we have a working solution. <laughs> All right. So uh, Vanessa, um, Erica, Chow were just telling us a little bit about their um, uh, most. Re I guess it's your most recent investigation in Willoughby. Oh, actually, that one was uh, a little bit ago. It was like maybe a year or two ago. 
Oh, well, yeah. our most recent was Randolph County Infirmary. Yes. Well, yeah, the Randolph County Infirmary, <laughs> Infirmary was your, um, I guess that's your most recent video they had up there. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. I've, I've actually investigated there, and so um, I watched your video to see what you guys had um, picked up on. And um, they have uh, rebranded themselves um, Randolph County Asylum, so those looking for the Facebook page and all that, it's Asylum now. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so you know, tell uh, tell our viewers a little bit about uh, what you'd experienced there, and I think we're going to end up talking a little bit about shadow people, because um, that's some yeah, that's some common experiences I think we've had there. Thanks. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of shadow play there for sure, um, especially down in the basement for myself. Um, Go ahead. John. I don't. I don't even know where to start. I, there is so much that was going on. When I was down in the basement, there was just so much all going on at once. And if you actually watch our video, you can kind of tell it seems very chaotic. That's because we're all having experiences at the same time. And it, it was just so much just for anyone to take in. And me being an empath, and, and it was just completely insane. There were shadow people. It, it was like they were dancing to stay away from our cameras. And, because we didn't capture one of the cameras, but we were all seeing them. I think even one of the cameramen said that they saw one, but it didn't come up on the camera. So, uh, but we captured some awesome EVPs down there. And uh, um, there was definitely, I, I had, I walked into a room, Nora Custer, she had asked me to go into a room because she kept on feeling spider webs or cobwebs in there. And so I went in there and sure enough, I walked in and there was cobwebs and it was, I was kind of like turning around. It was almost like I was getting wrapped in these cobwebs as I'm fumbling, fumbling for my flashlight. I'm noticing that there's nothing there. It, that was just a very, very intense experience down there in the basement. And then Marcus had to go and sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it seems to happen. So many sneezes. I don't know, Mike, if, uh, if you guys were aware of one of our previous shows that yeah, that's true, and that's something that uh, we have, you know, brought up from time to time. I know, um, you know, I have uh, on a number of occasions uh, when I'm experiencing something paranormal. Sometimes it's, um, you know, staticky on my arm. A lot of times it feel like a cobwebby feel on my face, and that's something at the Golden Rod Showboat that I end up feeling a lot. Um, and we have seen, uh, you know, shadow people, especially in the little hallway that I always feel that in. Um, and Sean has seen, uh, you know, shadows go through there and all kinds of different things. So um, that's a great question that uh, Vanessa has for you guys is that um, do you tend to get that uh, cobwebby type of feel when you're seeing shadow people? Well, I, I, I don't see that many shadow people. Uh, but I have felt cobweb feeling before, sure. I don't know that I would necessarily associate it with shadow figures, but it'd be interesting to find out if, you know, if it has something to do with that phenomenon. Sure. Okay. It just, yeah, it just, it, it just, it's a curiosity of mine because it seems to quite a number of things, one one in conjunction with the other. And it's just off a bit, it could do again, but you put those weeks in a row, I believe that. That has actually come up from different 
you know, perspective and different investigations. And so it's just interesting to me. It's something I think I'm, I might delve deeper into and see if others have experienced it as well. Yeah, it's an interesting parallel. Um, but Eric, you're saying you don't really see shadow people, but um, Sean, you do? Well, I've, I've seen them from time to time. I don't see them often, uh, but I have seen them multiple occasions. Uh, as far as the cobweb feeling, I would associate that just with paranormal experiences. I don't know if it would be to just shadow people, because I... I was actually investigating with another group, and I was down uh, underneath the Valley View Bridge outside of Cleveland. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's it's a area where a lot of people jump off the bridge. It's very sad. And when we were there, and I felt something grab my ear like this, but it felt like it was cobwebs grabbing my ear. I didn't see a shadow person. I didn't get anything. I did capture an EVP. But that was it. So uh, it, it was very terrifying to have my ear grabbed like that. But it, I, I don't think I could just limit it to, to shadow people or shadow figures. Uh, honestly, I never really experienced cobwebs until I started investigating the paranormal. Maybe it's because I wasn't oh, wow. looking for it. But okay. where I grew up at, I saw a shadow person in my room uh, a couple times and I never I remember anyways cobweb feeling so I, I don't know it's, it's an interesting thought though well and I'm, I'm going to have to ask you now um, because I, I also as a child had the, the shadow person experience in my room I have to ask you now about your experience um, as a child with the shadow person in your bedroom you know, exactly what happened oh wow it, it is a really really long story um, <laughs> you know, and I was a teenager and, and it started out um, with us living in this condo with my mom and my two sisters and I and uh, it just started out with random things happening Diff- you know cupboards opening closing you just hear them you don't see it doors locking on their own uh, my favorite t-shirts would disappear and cash would disappear, things like that. And then um, my sister and her friend decided to kind of dabble with the uh, Ouija board, not knowing what they were doing. And that led to more things happening. And um, that's what I think led to the shadow person. Uh, because that's when the activity got to be more negative and for some reason it focused on me a lot so um, we um, have a uh, question from the chat room not to interrupt your, your story but um, Shonda's asking uh, do, you th- do you guys think that shadow people are all intelligent beings I, I don't know that's a good question you know it- Sometimes they appear to interact with you by kind of peering around a corner maybe and then sneaking back or, you know, darting out of your sight or out of your, you know, out of your reach or out of your vision. So that kind of implies some intelligence, but, you know, I don't know that we have enough uh, knowledge of them and, you know, just enough general, you know, information about them to really make that definitive call. 
I guess it would just be a guess. I would say maybe some of them yes, maybe some of them no. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Eric. I don't know what they are. I've seen, the one I saw in my bedroom was over seven feet tall. Oh, but wow. I've also seen short ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seems that and, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Right, right. So I, I don't know if, is it always human? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. The way I saw in my bedroom, I couldn't call it human because the how long the arms were. It, okay. How, it, it didn't how long were the arms? Oh, no, they're... Oh, my gosh. I, honestly, what I saw, like, you know how like people talk about that Slender Man story online? Yeah. Very similar to that. Okay. The, what those pictures look like. Long... Skinny arms, long, skinny legs, small body, and a, like, small head. Okay, that's really interesting. So, you yeah, know, I, I, I'm sorry, Vanessa, you kind of broke up a little bit. Can you repeat the question? Oh, yeah, I was going to Should we just answer yes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it was it was all uh, it was all garbled up again. <laughs> so, where <laughs> Gwen really lives out there, doesn't she? Never mind. Um, but we will tell you that a lot of people are saying happy birthday to you in the chat room. Yes, happy birthday. Oh, happy thank birthday. you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, one more time, in case it goes through, my question was, did he feel like the shadow person that was there, was it more to observe him, or did it feel like it was more malicious than it was Oh, what was there wanted to scare me. Okay. Uh, that's that's that thing. It attacked me when I sleep before. Um, that that thing was very malicious. What do you mean by attacked you in your oh, sleep? Wow. Um, it's very hard to describe. I've tried describing this to Eric before. Um, I I was scared to sleep in my bedroom, so I had this couch, and and I had a friend who was Wiccan, and she told me to sprinkle salt around the couch. And, and that night, I learned that that doesn't do anything. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I was woken up in my dream. If that makes any sense. I was woken up in my dream. Something was trying to get at my body. Now, I understand from that, yeah. Okay, it felt like something was trying to get inside my body. And the next thing I knew, I was trying to wake myself up. Like I was fighting for my body, fighting for my soul almost. I woke up seriously three or four times before I actually woke up and I'm literally sitting up screaming, just like you see in the movies. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, I, I don't really know a better way to explain it like that. That that thing, it felt like it was trying to get inside me, trying to take over my body. I don't know what it was doing, but yeah. No, I, I completely understand what you're talking about. I've had a similar experience. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you saying, Vanessa? Uh, so that's actually a very good explanation. I mean, that pretty much tells us all that we need to know when it comes to what his experience was. I mean, that's extremely violent. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it also shows an intelligent act. If it's coming in with a purpose. So, 
and that's much different than a shadow person seeing you in a, in a random act. Yeah. That was specified for him, but that's actually pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Jason, Bland is in the, uh, Jason Bland is in the chat room, and he says that uh, he's been there, done that with the shadow person before, and um, I, I know his tale. It's in the uh, Encounters with the Paranormal Volume 2. Uh, Jason has a very detailed uh, description of what happened to him with a shadow person in there. So it seems to be, you know, this um, common theme with, I think, some types of shadow people, because like you said, uh, Sean, there's different forms, you know, tall, short, and, you know, a, a kind of a varying degree of types of shadow people, but they are, there does seem to be this kind that, um, you know, will we'll try to get inside you, try to penetrate you. Um, you know, with me, I've had a lot of different ones where the one that actually, um, you know, I saw visually as a child, you know, did interact with me, that one didn't try to get in inside of me, it was something else later on that tried to, and I can't necessarily attribute it to a shadow person, but it was something that tried to get inside. So I understand the feeling that you're talking about. So, um, let's see if we have anything from the, uh, what's that? Uh, you cut out that book jacket. I was making sure you were still there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, still there. By the way, we got it to pull up now. Do you want to try to connect you or send it this way? Let's try to connect you because sometimes you're a little hard to hear. So we are going to try to connect okay. Vanessa. Yeah, she's going to try to pull it up and, uh, uh, and see if it'll go ahead and connect through to you. Now, Virginia's are, not Scott-friendly. Yeah, are you logged into your account? <laughs> Vanessa, are you logged into your account? Um, Gwen is logged into her. Uh, yeah, we tried it on mine. Gwen oh, and uh, I don't... So she's trying to do it through her account. All right. So, because it finally showed a connection, so she's trying. So you want me to I'm actually out on the back porch talking to y'all. All right. So you want me to try to connect Gwen in here? I think she's. I think yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's okay. We love it. Trust me. We understand technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, <laughs> we were having some doozy. <laughs> Um, now, my question while we're sitting here and, and we're talking about this, is that the only negative experience you've had with a shadow person, or, or would they continue after that? Well, as I was, um, well, I think that, I think that thing followed me around a little bit, um, but that, that's definitely the most negative thing I've ever encountered. I, as far as investigating, I've never encountered anything like that before. Not while investigating. Wow. Even doing home well, investigations. I, I mean, I've had some pretty powerful experiences, but um, I, I've i never feared for my life or my soul before. Wow. I, I've actually okay, never had yeah. that. You want to see on it, and it should go up. Well, I'm not finding her name. <laughs> okay, well, let's not worry about it. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know why I'm not finding yeah. her, but I'm just like scrolling through the list. I flashed my entire Skype list to uh, the entire free world. So, all right, well, we tried. <laughs> we tried multiple times. You never know what you're going to get on this show. Well, I tell you, considering the difficulty I had getting here, I'm not surprised. Right. 
Oh, no, I was just uh, reiterating that, you know, Jason had mentioned in the chat room about his uh, shadow person story and that that full story is in Encounters with the Paranormal, Volume 2. Um, I did want to give a couple shout-outs to those in the chat room. Take a uh, little station break here for a second. Um, like I said, Jason's already out there. Carrie, of course. Uh, Shauna's out there. Fran, thank you for joining tonight. Uh, Andrew. Um, Linz is out there. And see Jimmy Cortez, Linda Miller, I think I know I saw Sandy Miller earlier, uh, Robin Francini, and there are a couple other new people that were in here. There was an Angel, a Catherine. So, um, you know, thank you all for joining. We'll do some more shout outs at the end, of course. And uh, we do have you. Here's the uh, new chat screen. And voila, there you guys are. So, <laughs> thank you all for uh, joining us this evening. Um, well, something I wanted to ask you guys, um, and we'll kind of step back from the edge here for a little bit. Um, you know, your, your YouTube channel, the Activision Paranormal uh, YouTube channel, I do want to encourage those uh, that are watching to go check out their channel and subscribe to it. Um, I, I find it to be uh, very, uh, very good quality. And uh, so I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about uh, you know, the equipment that you're using. Oh. That's a good question. Uh, you mean like production equipment or investigation equipment? Uh, both. Um, you know, I've seen you guys use a lot of different things um, you know, within your investigations. And I did want to ask you in a little while about the, uh, the clip that you posted um, with the camera moving. So, you know, so yeah, both yes. about the equipment that you used during <laughs> investigations and you know, what you use for production. Okay. Uh, well, I'll try to handle production. And, Sean, you can probably... Talk about equipment. How's that sound? That, that sounds about the right way to do it. <laughs> All right. Well, on the production end of things, we use uh, Canon X8Tens uh, pretty much for all of our B-roll interviews and uh, things like that. Um, uh, on those, we have some shotgun mics. Uh, we kind of changed it up a little bit. Now we're using road shotgun. So... Hopefully we get a little less noise and a little better, more clear audio, and uh, pretty much uh, just standard lights and uh, IR lights, external, nothing, nothing too special there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's much more to our production than uh, just using multiple cameras and trying to capture everything we can, and that includes paranormal or uh, investigators in action. So that's pretty much all that we do from that end. Uh, well, I mean, once we come back home, I guess we use a green screen. And uh, I use about, oh gosh, maybe nine, ten different programs to edit uh, the videos that everyone sees. So uh, I would say most of our work comes after the investigation, which is no different than for any paranormal team that uh, sets up a lot of static cameras and does all the review and all the debunk, uh, which Sean will uh, definitely tell you more about here in a second. So, I, did I answer your question, Mike? 
Um, yeah, no, that was uh, very all-inclusive. I really appreciate that. I know a lot of people uh, are curious about you know, the type of equipment that's used. It's a question that I get a lot. So no, I appreciate uh, you answering what you guys use. And I do want to give a shout-out to Diane uh, Hilbert. She was the uh, first one in the uh, chat tonight, so I did not mean to forget you. I was just scrolling up real quick, and I just didn't see your icon. So no, not forgetting you at all. <laughs> And like Shauna said, yes, you are. You are very important here in the chat. So, <laughs> yes. Now, um, one of my questions, uh, pertaining to what Martha is asking all about your equipment and the quality of your production, um, what would you consider? We've asked this about the teams as well, and I'm always curious to the answer. What is your go-to piece of equipment? What do you consider? If you were to forget anything before going on an investigation, what can you absolutely not forget to take? Your favorite piece of equipment. For production, Vanessa, or for investigating? Investigation. Oh, for investigation, I I uh -huh. am absolutely I am absolutely in love with my RTEVP. I have one um, <clears throat> with my with my initials carved into it. Actually, well, I'm exaggerating. It's not really carved into it, is it, Sean? Not not carved in. No, it might be taped on there. that they're in serious trouble. <laughs> uh, but the, the, RT, the RTEVP is a digital audio recorder that lets us see, uh, or hear, I should say, um, EVPs in real time. So we put our earbuds okay. in, and we're listening to everything that's going on in the room, like live. So that helps us not only to call out the sounds that we hear, and help us debunk live, but it kind of adds to the excitement of our investigation, I feel, because we get to experience that EVP right then and there. That's like my oh, favorite. Wow. But a close second, I would have to say, is our thermal, because it seems to be the most affirming piece of equipment that we have. You know, it's uh, if you get something on thermal, you get like a, an anomalous cold mass that is moving and it's got form, a shape, and it's clearly cold, like colder than the ambient temperature of the area, then I don't know how you would debunk that. So I feel like that uh, thermal video is a, a big thing too. Wow. Yeah, that, that, I can see definitely how that would make a difference. And you said it helps. She basically debunked all the spot, correct? I'm sorry, Vanessa? Oh, um, I said, uh, I can understand why that would be so important. You said that that actually helps you be able to debunk evidence on the spot because you're viewing yes. it in real time, correct? Yes, we call out the sounds immediately when we hear them so that we're sure that it wasn't any of us maybe exhaling or somebody um, talking to somebody else, we, we absolutely uh, call it out right then and there. Uh, that way we can be certain that at least it was none of us. And then, of course, we always check our other cameras to see if, you know, we can explain it other than, you know, it being any key of course. Right. Wow. Right, see. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So, Sean, I think you're going to go into some uh, detail about the equipment that you guys are using. Yeah, I'm going to go into some detail about the equipment that I'm using. Yeah, 
to say is what, the way that we review our evidence is we set up up to eight static cameras and uh, also um, not including the thermal. So we have a lot of review that we need to do and we don't review any of that while we're on location. We actually have a very talented um, team member. His name is Tom and he reviews everything for us and then I debunk the things that he finds. And um, by calling him out, like, like Eric was saying, it makes it easier. Now, not only for Tom, because when Eric or I call something out, Tom knows to look for something or to listen for something for that matter. And it, it just gives us a better timestamp to try and do it. Because when, when I'm going through the debunk process, I have eight different cameras I'm flipping through to compare everything. Especially in a building like RCI, um, where you every, the sounds echo so much, um, so it, it's a very rigorous process. There was one time when, when we thought we had a screen; it was very compelling and very creepy sounding. Until I went and checked a couple other cameras, and it was a door squeaking. That so it, it, was it. That back door that leads down to the basement. It was the door between the, the break room and the kitchen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, I remember. I just remember there we had a, a incident with one of the uh, back doors. Um, le it led out to the back, but it was uh, also in the stairwell that led down to the basement. Uh, we do have a uh, question in the chat room um, on this on this subject. Actually, a, a couple. Um, Andy R asks. How long does it take you guys to go through your evidence? Do you all get together and go over it as a group, or do you pass it along to the rest of the team one by one? Um, and then Fran kind of had a, a similar, uh, is your evidence viewed by all? So I, they're basically asking about you know your process, and you're kind of touching on that. Yeah. Well, uh, I, who asked the question? Um, well, the first set of questions, it was three of them by Andy R., and the last one was by Fran. Oh, okay. Andy, R and Fran. Well, thank you for your question. Uh, what we do generally is uh, Sean will take all the cameras home. He'll empty the SD cards onto an external hard drive. All that video footage then is transferred to our evidence review guide, Tom, who will go through and watch everything. And he does a phenomenal job at that. He'll even make up little files for us to look at as reference. And then when Sean gets it back from Tom to the bucket, Tom will look at these little clips, and we will take these little clips and try to find them on our, what we call the source files, the original files. And he'll compare it to other cameras in the area. So... From start to finish, just that process alone, we're looking at about two months, month and a half, somewhere in that range. Uh, Tom retires, he just blows through this stuff. And he's uh, <laughs> I mean, he just sits there and watches and watches and watches. Uh, yeah, we would fun. He, he yeah, we'd be lost without him. I'm sorry? I still would be lost without Tom. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> he makes us look good. <laughs> he, he does. He makes our job so easy. And yeah. you know what's even better about his process? As he's going through them, he'll send us clips so we can kind of see them 
as we're going. And it's just like like a nice little present, like to go on my lunch break at my day job, and I get to watch some some evidence that he found. It just kind of makes my day a little bit better. So we're very very fortunate to have him because without him, yes, we would actually um, split up everything um, because of how. Uh, how much of a key role he plays with our review, we do have a backup plan that we have set up so that we would uh, split up the review. But fortunately, we have not had to do that yet. Um, so we're, we're very, very fortunate. And uh, we're, we're very thankful for Tom. So Tom, if you're all watching, man, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tried to throw up a, uh, a I don't have a, a picture of just Tom. I had a picture of just the group. He's um, the uh, the second guy from the right in this photo that I've uh, posted for, for you guys. So they're all talking about Tom. That's that's who they're talking about. So yes, the gentleman with the cane. The gentleman with the cane. Yes. Yep. Now, Mike, I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Okay, can you, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, I, would, I would love to know, and we've never asked this of anyone, so I'm honestly curious. Has there ever been an instance where they disagreed on whether or not something was paranormal? Oh, that's a good question. You guys disagree on your evidence from time to time? Well, I would say yes. I would say yes. Yes. There's been instances where we don't necessarily agree on things, but I think that's a good thing. I really do. I think it's that you're able to disagree and still get along. I really think that's how people learn, you know, more about. I agree completely. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. There's there's been times when Eric, I, or I, after I gave him the stuff, he's like, Sean, I'm sorry, I debunked that. It's like what? No, you didn't. I would literally jump in my car just to go see that, and we would go over <laughs> it. And he would have to show me frame by frame. <laughs> and I'm sure he's had to do that with Tom, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I love that. I mean, that's, that's challenge me, and we challenge each other. So, you know, all along the way, it's a journey, and we just keep getting stronger and, and better at what we do. Uh, let me ask you this. When you have those moments where you disagree, do you ever take that evidence and throw it out there to the public and just let them decide as to whether it's paranormal or not? See, that's if we're undecided. You know, okay. we do a lot. We don't, our team in particular, uh, we, we don't believe that you can prove or necessarily disprove the existence of paranormal activity. It's, it's one of those things that you know, we believe that there's paranormal activity, but we can't prove it. So we generally don't declare anything as definitively paranormal. We just share our findings, and we leave it up to our viewers or uh, people who are willing and able to watch to kind of make that decision on their own. Uh, because, truthfully, I just don't think that at this stage in the game, paranormal investigators are able to prove the existence of spirits, ghosts, or the afterlife. Right. Uh, Sean would like me to pass on to you guys that uh, she has mad respect for you guys for not just passing all evidence off as uh, as paranormal. Well, absolutely, absolutely. I want to throw in my nightbolt and go around the applause that you can't see that I'm doing it in my head. The fact that you will pass up off to the public and you have specifically stated you know you can't prove it to people, 
So you put it out there for them to judge for themselves. And I have nothing but respect for you for doing that. That That's so refreshing and very few groups do that. So my big round of paranormal applause to you guys. Yeah, and Robin is saying that uh, that's why she loves you guys. That's why she loves Activision Paranormal is that uh, you get to decide for yourself. So you have some uh, fantastic fans out there. Uh, Robin's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yes, we do. Yeah, all of them. It's the debunking process. So, I mean, Sean goes through, and then I go through, and, it, you know, if it gets... We're going to make mistakes. There's no yeah. doubt about it. We're human. We're human, we're yeah. Humans. These things happen. We're, we're not perfect. Uh, but we definitely try to limit those as much as possible. And hopefully, so far, we haven't, fingers crossed, made any big mistakes. I don't know how we would know, but, I mean, we do our best. Right, Sean? I mean... Oh, definitely. Definitely. We, uh, we do everything we can. And we don't use anything that we think we can explain. Right. If, if we think we have an explanation for it, then we don't use it. And that's just, that's our process, because it, when, when we're showing something to the public, we want to make sure that we're showing the, the closest thing to what could be the, the closest thing to be a paranormal experience, whether it be a, um, EVP, whether it be um, hopefully an apparition, which we all hope to capture one day. Um, I mean, who... I mean, that we have this process because we we take pride in what we do, and we want to make sure that, that we're not showing anything that is not real. We, we, we take... We're, we just take a lot of pride in what we do and what we share. Yeah, it seems like you guys do. I, like I said, I've, I've watched some of your videos. They, they do seem to be very good quality. Um, your investigations uh, seem to be you know, very well um, orchestrated, for, for lack of a better term. But what I mean by that is you guys seem to take very good care uh, in your investigation. You have a certain uh, pride about yourself um, you know, as you're going through. And even in your uh, interviews with uh, you know, some of the different people that have you know, had experiences there or you know, have some history to tell about the location, um, it, it seems like you guys take very good care, um, you know, in, in all of that. So, um, yeah, hats off to you. It's, it's funny because when we're there, it's total chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we have no control over who shows up, when they show up, how long they can stay. Right. We just and 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 Sean will tell you we have no we have and you know this Mike and Vanessa and Shauna, uh, we have no control over. What kind of interaction we get? Oh well, sure, we're, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, we're so fortunate, and we appreciate all the interaction that we get. So, the, the the way these videos turn out, it's almost like rolling the dice. It feels like anyway, and we just put it together and and the order that things happen and, and, and as they occur, and uh, it just I guess it flows together. But we're very fortunate uh, that things kind of fall in place the way that they do. We have no, like, what, what I mean to say is we can't, we can't control uh, any aspect of, of our production. We're not television. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> right. There's times when he's doing his interviews, and then you have me and the rest of the crew setting up our static cameras. Yeah. So we're trying to avoid each other 
I hear them on one part of the building, and then, so I go rush into another part of the building. And honestly, the only building I think it actually worked well in was Madison Seminary. I think that that one, we just were able to go, I was able to just avoid them by each floor, and they couldn't hear me, so, and they couldn't hear Amber, or, or you know, so it, it worked out really well there. But at RCI, I keep on calling it RCI, but that's yeah, I know they're the asylum now, but that's what you're used to. I get it. Right. Even <laughs> <laughs> the video. Right. Um, <laughs> I want to mention uh, Catherine Santori says that uh, you guys put a lot of effort into your projects, and it takes a team. So she's giving you some props there. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I do have a question. Um, real quick, Mark, before we have to, to get off of here, if I Yeah, we've got about 15 minutes. Go ahead. The fellas, um, based on what they were just talking about, you know, and talking about how lucky they are, you know, when they do have to the evidence that they do and everything, and I'm honestly curious, do you, do the guys feel that it's there, that it has, uh, it makes a difference on how you go into an investigation as to how much evidence you can receive? If your intent and your level of respect for, for those that you try to communicate with, do they feel like that plays a part in how much evidence they receive? We're both nodding. She can't see us. Right. I'm <laughs> yes. seeing a thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, intention is huge. It's right. huge. Um, we, I mean, first of all, every single person that is a member of our team is huge on respect. Respect is number one. Respect for the building, respect for the property of the building, and respect for the spirit and respect for each other. Respect is huge for all of us. And when you're going in investigating, that you need to be respectful. Uh, you have to be respectful to the spirits that are in the building. Uh, I mean, the way that I kind of look at it is, you know what, if, if you come at me rude, I'm going to walk away from you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not going to interact with you. At least I'm going to try my hardest not to. There's people at work. I see them coming. I walk the other way because I know that they're probably going to be rude. So I I kind of look at investigating in the same way. Um, we want this interaction. And honestly, there's a lot of unknown. So respect is also important, in my opinion, for our safety. So, I mean, it, it, it is very, very important. Um, and honestly, we have been very fortunate with a lot of findings that we have got. And I think that it is because of our approach. And I think Eric would agree. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would agree. Better. Oh, yeah. I, I have to agree as well. You know, you, you go in with uh, utmost respect for, for those that are there, those that have passed. Um, they're, still, they're still people, you know. Um, and so I, I really, really respect everything that you just said, Sean. Um, we do have a couple of uh, questions from the chat room. Um, Frand would like to know, uh, does the team do a lot of research on an area? So what do you do as far as like your, your research on the history and background of a location? I, I think it depends on uh, where we're going. If we're doing a, uh, a one of the more popular locations to help promote the location and our team kind of deal, well, what we'll do is... Uh, contact the historical society, maybe the location itself, and we'll get a lot of our information um, that's relevant to our video that way. If it's a home investigation, a little different. Uh, homes are kind of tough to get 
a, a lot of detailed information on. I mean, you can check newspapers, you can check uh, uh, the library sometimes, go back in the archives. There's, there's different ways of going about getting that information. Right. Uh, Sean uh, actually uses a site uh, on the web that's reliable for very, very like vague but correct information, like when it was built, you know, like right. things that what it may have been at one time, if it's a really, really old home, like a century home or older. So there's things you can do, but, you know, it, it, it's tough when it's just the a home investigation, but we do we do our best. Good. Um, Andy wants to know what's the funniest EVP you ever caught. Hmm. Ah, man, I, I I think the funniest. I don't even know if it was funny, but maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. That's okay. You, maybe you know, I, a funny I, one. I think <laughs> I think at the Kent stage. Remember, we were in the Kent stage, and we were we were down right. We were down in the um, in the basement, and um, we were trying to get interaction, and we just weren't getting any. But we captured an EVP, didn't know it, and we all got up and left. And then we got an EVP that sounded like it said, "F it." <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty funny. Now, yeah. there you go. That's a funny EVP. <laughs> um, Kansas Girl 73, any places in Kansas that you have investigated? No, I've never ventured up to Kansas myself to investigate. I've Kansas, but I haven't. Is she paying? Because we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. If you're paying, they're willing to come. <laughs> um, well... Something I did want to ask you guys, we have a few minutes left here. Um, the, the latest clip that you guys had posted on your YouTube channel was um, of that camera moving on its own. So you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, what happened there? Yeah. I, I, I think the camera moving on its own was extremely compelling. And the events leading up to that were equally as compelling, but more personal experience-based, I would say. Right, Sean? Uh, oh, definitely. The events that followed, you know, that followed that camera uh, movement were, I feel so, so important that we wanted to put a, a clip together and tie all that in as the events occurred while we were at the location. Uh, essentially, Mike, what had happened was Sean and I were in the next room. We were doing an EVP session, and we heard a loud like bang, like something lifted up about an inch off the ground and dropped and I mean I I guess I could equate it maybe something like the size of a dresser. Okay. And it and, and we heard this so we immediately ran over to that room to check our camera and actually see uh, what we could find, um, maybe if something had moved. When we got over there, not only did we not see that anything had moved, but we noticed that the camera shut off. So, in the video, I think you can kind of see and hear me apologizing for not introducing ourselves, which is a big no-no to us. We always like to introduce ourselves. And we had just been running so far behind, we were trying to get going. We were down in an investigator, and we just turned on the cameras, and we just started, and uh, 
so you see me in there apologizing profusely. Right. And I know that when, I, I think I need to take a step back. We noticed the camera was shut off, but before that, when I entered the room, I stopped dead in my tracks because I felt, and I'm not a sensitive or an empath or a psychic or anything, but I felt this very, very, I want to I want to call it like coldness, or maybe like if somebody's staring you down and they're angry. And I just kind of put my arms out like this to stop John from coming in. And I said, man, we got to do something. This, is, this doesn't feel right. So, you know, then the apology has come. And, and, and Sean will agree to this. The environment seemed to immediately change. Just instantly, bam. We turned on the camera and left. I had no idea what was going on in that room, and then you can see that the camera had moved on its own. Uh, for the next part, maybe I should let Sean talk about it, because I feel like I'm rambling on. <laughs> I don't like to do that. You're but, good. Uh, so, Sean, what do you have uh, as far as some input on that? Oh, wow. So, Eric had, I just kind of reiterate a little bit, he done that his apology and he reintroduced us and and we left and shortly after we left the room the camera moved it turned and then shortly after that it turned again and turned again three times it turned right. on its own and uh, we have no way to explain how that happened at all um, and then what's even more compelling is I think 20 minutes later, it was, we captured an EVP downstairs. 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Okay. <laughs> 30 minutes, sorry. And then, I'm going to stick with 30 minutes. This is probably 20. Maybe this is where I thought 20 minutes was. We captured another EVP in another room upstairs and said hi. And the thing is that they sound exactly like the same voice. Oh, same and voice. To, to me, uh, EVPs, it, it's... It's hard for me because EVPs, it, you know, they come through, they sound like a whisper. But they, you can tell. It's the same amount of raspiness. It sounds like the same voice. And it, it was just incredible. That home was incredible. What What's interesting about this house, could give a little bit of a background on this place. A woman contacted us and... Honestly, we didn't expect to uh, get too much there. We didn't. Uh, the the woman who, who had us go there, she was a, a very, very colorful personality. And um, so we, we didn't really expect to get too much. But you know what? The building or the home had awesome history. It was a funeral home at one point. Oh, wow. And then it was part of a school after that. And there were some deaths on the uh, property. Uh, the child died in a pond, and there was a suicide. Um, that was uh, a couple years before that. So um, the place had a lot of great history. So we definitely went and did that investigation, and we were very, very pleasantly surprised. And, and if Eric hadn't have done that, what what that room felt like he said it was it was very it was very angry feeling it was very it did not want us to be there 
and until Eric did that apology. So it was almost like that activity was like, uh, in a way, like thanking us or accepting the apology that Eric offered. Yeah, I was just looking for you to, you know, be polite and have some <laughs> manners first, which, and it sounds like you guys usually do that, but, you know, you know we are human and sometimes, you know, forget right, that's our... that's <laughs> exactly what happened. The place was huge. Right. And um, it, we just lost track of time, and next thing we knew, we were, we were rushing, and we just kind of lost ourselves, and, and we messed up, and luckily we were able to catch it, because that, that is a perfect... Uh, example of what we were talking about earlier and why you want to be respectful. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, well, we just have a, a few minutes left here, so um, what do you guys have on tap? Give uh, give the viewers a little bit of idea of what you have coming up here. Oh, you want exclusive? exclusive. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have something really cool that uh, just happened yesterday. So, uh, maybe I should talk about it. Oh, we can announce sure. it here. There you go. Yeah. Announcement here. We have here. not announced this yet. Newsflash. Yeah, not announced this yet. So, uh, we'll be going to the Knickerbocker Hotel. Uh, oh, really? Six. That's the day. We're going to be yes. doing something there. So, that's going to be, uh, we're very excited to be there. And, uh, it's, I've been there before, but not, not to make, uh, a production, but okay. just to investigate, and I think it's it may be one of the most haunted places I've ever been to. That's a shout out to the Knickerbocker, but not <laughs> not for any other reason than just truth. When I was right. there, I, I think I had more personal experiences in that short time than any other place I've been in recent years. I would say it's it's nothing malicious. Nothing malicious, just interaction, you know, you get it. Right. It's a wonderful place, and Peg is wonderful. The whole, the experience that, that you get from the from your paranormal experience to just the way that Peg treats you when you're there, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's a great location, so I'm honored to be going back there. Oh, sounds great, and um, I'm sure all of your viewers will be happy, you know, when you, I know it takes time, but uh, to get all that up on your uh, on your channel. Um, Shala oh, says that uh, you guys need to, to go to the uh, Goldenrod Showboat that's out there in uh, Illinois, so um, I don't know how much you guys know about it, but a uh, very historic, very haunted showboat that uh, you guys would definitely enjoy, so. Nice. Yeah. Another big one we have coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Another big one we have coming up, not until August, one of the Hinsdale House. Oh yeah, Hinsdale House. Yeah. Yes, yes. Good deal. Yes, and we have some uh, some home investigations coming up very, very soon. Yep, the two week, then the week after that, or two weeks after that, we're going to be busy. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like you guys have a lot on your plate. When's your, uh, when's your next video coming out on your channel? Uh... Well, we were going to release a, a short clip, but time kind of got away from us, and, uh, you know, I have no idea. That's the short <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I have no idea. Uh, once All I right. get everything together, it doesn't usually take me more than a week or so to get a short little clip done, but yeah. Uh, as yes. far as production goes, I won't even start that until 
May 6th, uh, putting that together. So Okay. Fair enough. Well, you guys have plenty of material out there uh, currently on your channel, so uh, anybody that hasn't been out to uh, Ectovision Paranormal uh, YouTube channel, go out there. Plenty of material, plenty of videos to uh, to check out. So. Yep. We do have lots of backlog from uh, home investigations that I think we do plan on getting out there. So um, we look out for that because that, we got some really, really good stuff that's just sitting waiting to, to be shared. So. Very cool. All right. Well, um, it's a little bit past 10.30 here, so <laughs> the show is concluding. So really do want to thank you guys for uh, coming out. Eric, Sean, uh, fantastic for coming out and uh, sharing your experiences here on Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Um, and if I haven't said it enough, check them out on YouTube, uh, Ectovision Paranormal, and also uh, their Facebook page, Ectovision Paranormal. Any, any other uh, sites or uh, social media people should be checking out for you guys? Ron, most of them, right? Yeah. yeah we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I saw you Instagram. Ectovision yeah. is one word. So right. I, I've noticed when I've done searches on YouTube, you see Ectovision is two words. It is all one word. So please make sure when you're doing search for us, um, you can um, do it all one word. Also, you can find us on YouTube, literally just Ectovision Paranormal. That would be youtube.com slash Paranormal. You can find us right there. That's where you'll find most of our stuff. We have a website, evparanormal.com. Um, um, we're on Twitter, Facebook. I, I think we even have... Um, what am I thinking? What am I forgetting here? Instagram. I think we even have an Instagram out there. Yeah, I saw you guys on Instagram the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. So, uh, yeah, check all that out. I'll have to, I think I follow you on Twitter. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I tagged the post that way. I was kind of in a rush earlier today. Um, really appreciate it. Got to, uh, I'll have to do a few shout-outs here for uh, those in the chat room. Um, some, pe some people are already having to leave, which is fine. So, uh, Linz, Jimmy, I, I saw that you guys were, were taking off. So, um, you guys have a good night. Um, there's a uh, we got Linda Miller and Sandy, mother-daughter. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, Catherine Santori, uh, Paranormal Fan 11, thank you. Andy R., thank you for your questions tonight. Um, who else we got? Uh, let's see, that was Linz. Uh, Robin Francini, uh, thank you for uh, joining the show tonight and uh, showing support to uh, Ectovision. I know they appreciate that. Uh, Diane Hilbert, thank you very much. You were the first person in the chat room tonight. Definitely appreciate that. Carrie Parrish, as always, um, thanks for coming out. And I saw you guys were chatting up uh, quite a storm there. Um, who else am I forgetting? I know Alex was out here. Uh, Kansas Girl, thank you. Uh, anybody else? If I, um, uh, Andrew, I know uh, Jason Bland was out here. Um, yeah, and Andrew Cox. And if I have forgotten you, I apologize. But um, really appreciate everybody coming out tonight. And uh, join us for a great show. Really appreciate uh, Activision Paranormal uh, once again. And uh, Vanessa, <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, I'm freezing. Yeah, I thought he came inside. I'm freezing. It was so nice to meet you guys, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to talk to you again when I can actually really be on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, please, definitely. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. So, and Shana. I'm 22 and a half again. <laughs> that's right, that's right. 
And Shana, of course, thank you so much for uh, being our chat shenanigator and taking care of everybody in chat. Uh, could not handle that without you. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Have a good night. Again, thanks, Sean and Eric. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye -bye. Good to everybody in the chat room. Thank you.